0: Hey, Kat. Hey, Tanya. How's it going? It's going good. I Are you am, ready
1: for this? I am very ready. Kind of excited to talk about the crown chakra. I know you're going to give us all kinds of cool groovy stuff and I'll share what what I got.
0: Also cool groovy stuff.
1: <laughs> well, the crown chakra is known as the thousand petaled lotus. It's the symbol of purity and spirituality. It's it is our highest energy in both terms of actual location and of spiritual vibration. And this chakra represents liberation, the bringing of great knowledge, a state of enlightenment, inner wisdom, and a connection to the highest state of enlightenment and spiritual growth, and it represents the union of the higher self and divine. I love that. So when you think, uh, because the color is white or violet, so what do you usually associate? I always associate white.
0: Uh, I'm probably 50-50. I'm probably 50-50. Only because, you know, the chakras align so much with Roy G. Biv. And the V being the violet and the highest vibrational light. Mm-hmm. And in theory, white light is actually antimatter. It's actually like darkness, but, you know, it's like that whole light mm-hmm. without dark, the sun without the moon, you know, that whole duality that what is actual light, but the absence of darkness mm-hmm. or verse, vice versa, what is darkness, but the absence of light. Mm-hmm. So, and both <laughs> of them work, right? Like in 50-50. It depends on what I'm talking about or what I'm teaching about at the time.
1: Uh, Well, I generally go with white, but I do like the idea of violet also. Because it's just that little bit lighter than the indigo of the third eye. Yeah. Um, But the element is energy. Location is at the top of our head. The associated body parts are the center of the head, the brain, the fontanelle, gemstones, black opal, diamond, quartz, sunstone selenite selenite ah yeah flower essences lotus star tulip and yarrow mm,
0: yarrow again i think you need yarrow
1: uh, i think i need yarrow and okay, we need to put that on your list so for you listeners tanya's making a list of essential oils she's going to bring to me when she comes to see me in tennessee so and like...
0: it's going to be so soon it's like only a
1: month and a week <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> i'm gonna have to make my list i was thinking now i'm gonna have to make my list of gemstones and things too that i need but uh, essential oils associated with this one are frankincense geranium and sandalwood basic issues wisdom intuitive knowing spiritual development humanitarianism selflessness and connection to the divine Major issues of an unbalanced crown chakra are a lack of purpose, a loss of meaning, indifference and depression, an attachment to the material is central, and ethical and moral beliefs may be weak. We may feel disconnected from the flow of life and nature, spirituality is non-existent, or we may have an unquestioning adherence. To religious beliefs. So another sign of an unbalanced ground chakra uh, for emotional and mental issues, worry, depression, psychosis, physical issues, any issues of the head, diseases of the musculoskeletal system, skin problems, chronic exhaustion, hypersensitivity to light, sound, and environment. Some common addiction are psychotropic and mind-altering drugs and material acquisitiveness. So gathering material things. Mm. I know. So I'm telling you all the oils and stuff I need (laughs) need you to bring me.
0: (laughs) I know. And then I think about when you just brought up that material, you know, that need for a material acquisition, like it's like the complete opposite of the root chakra, like Mm -hmm. feeling like you don't have enough. And so obsessing, I've never really made that association until you just said that, that it is kind of like the flip flop of the root chakra and the obsession with the Mm -hmm. need for all things as opposed to being satisfied with just a pure relationship.
1: Well, and we get, you know, this is like the state of enlightenment up here at the crown.
0: It should actually then be the ability to let go of all material uh, things, right. which is so cool that you brought that up.
1: But when the crown chakras balance, it's, it opens us up to profound awakenings. It connects us to our spiritual nature, as well as the divine. You're able to fulfill your true destiny and you have a sense of bliss. I think I'm always blissful. How about you? <laughs>
0: Maybe I will be when I'm not driving to and from St. Paul.
1: Oh, I know. Some beneficial activities for the crown chakra are silent meditation, chanting, and conscious breathing.
0: I love that. Yeah. That's that infamous holotropic breath that you want me to teach you.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Plus any sort of energy healing and, you know, spiritual belief too. I love that. This chakra, if we stay in line with their our book, The Anatomy of the Spirit, and all of the things Carolyn Miss tells us. This chakra is the center of our devotion, inspiration, and prophetic thoughts. This is where we transcend and where we have mystical connection and downloads. And I know that I have met people who have said, Yep, I had a visit last night from an angel, you know, whatever it was. And I had this information download. It was very clear to me what I need to do right now to change my life or where to go. Yeah. Very cool. Wow. Mystical downloads. This is where we feel spiritual issues. This is also where we feel dark days. And anybody who has suffered any sort of mental illness knows or can understand exactly what that means. Or even people who have come to the other side of it can look back and say, oh, yeah, those were my dark days. Do you ever remember having a period of dark days? Yeah. Yeah, me too.
1: as yes. A lot of people, though, keep, you know, they shove it down. Eventually, it's going to come out, you know, if you ever have one of those kind of periods.
0: Yeah, it's healthier to be able to look back on it and use it as a learning tool. Mm -hmm. Like what you said, it's not so much what happened, but it's how you've moved through it and how you've used it as a learning device for future not dark days, right? Right right Um, it's also where our anger and our disbelief in the divine comes from Mm -hmm. this is where a little bit of that yeah I was this religion for a really long time and then I came to this place where nope now I'm agnostic there's no such thing as a higher being right there's that disconnect between trust in the universe or some higher power and I'm not saying it has to be God I'm not saying it has to be this religion it's for you to decide even if that higher power is simply grass and sun nature. It doesn't have to be something specific. It doesn't have to have a name. It doesn't have to even follow any sort of institutional church, but belief in something larger than yourself. Mm -hmm. It's when you believe that you are the largest thing that the crown chakra becomes out of
1: balance. We talked a lot about that in some of my psychology classes that faith, people that have faith are generally healthier mentally. And it can be a faith in a tree or a faith in something greater than yourself.
0: Yeah. That it is bigger, longer, older, smarter, taller, knows how to live without your moodiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. This is where we fear the loss of identity, too, of who I am. This comes out of that deep relationship with our tribe. And I think you alluded to it when you talked about that sort of unconscious belief in a religion, simply because your tribe is telling you that is your religion. And a lot of times this becomes tricky with institutional religions, where, you know, as a person grows in their own truth, that alignment becomes misaligned aligned. And it's that ability to say, this isn't my truth anymore. Mm -hmm. I need to be, you know, addressing what works for me. This is also where we can lose relationships because of that disconnect. And that can be really hard. Like you said, sometimes people will simply stay where they are so as not to rock the boat or lose relationships which is really a tricky place to be living in because you're admittedly saying, I'm willing to be completely out of balance in order to maintain this relationship.
1: Yeah, a sad way to live life. It
0: it can be very tricky and very damaging. Yeah, absolutely. This is also why depression can become such a big thing. And also where pulling away from people becomes a part of our response because we have this big disconnect that we're like, okay, I can't choose. What do I choose? I'm gonna lose one or the other and I don't know how to choose that. And so instead we just kind of step back a little bit. I'm not gonna choose. I'm just gonna keep. Keep stepping back, keep stepping back, keep stepping up, and hopefully they'll choose for me, (laughs) (laughs) which is not necessarily helpful either. But it's that mentality, and this is a quote from Carolyn Mm Miss, if I leave them, they can't leave me, Uh right? But that's that mentality of preservation for the seventh chakra, right? The powerful good parts of the chakra, though, like you were talking about, it's our ability to connect with the divine, to connect with our faith, to trust in that faith and what it represents for us and what it represents for our life. And being able to say, I love you as a person. However, your truth and my truth are not the same. Mm -hmm. I can still be your best friend. I can still get along with you. I can still live in the same home with you if that's what it takes. I can still coexist with you even though your truth and my truth are not the same Mm -hmm. if everybody believed this we could save the world
1: the world
0: we could save the world (laughs) i tell you with this is also your inner guidance your inner light your insight, your intuition. This is how you can anticipate a lovely aura before Mm -hmm. it enters the room. You can feel the presence before they even come. Uh This is also how you can feel an awful aura before it gets to you. It's this awareness and this ability to connect to that intuitive sense. It's the ability to see and trust in healing. Mm -hmm. I know I can be better. I trust and believe I can be better, Mm -hmm. right? This is where our energy work and our devotion comes from. This is where we seek that deep connection spiritually, and it lines up straight up with the root chakra. It's like, whoop, zips you straight up. Right through the core, right through the heart chakra, right up through the crown of the head, zipped up tight.
1: It's also living awake in a fully conscious state, living in the moment, seeing things as they really are instead of yeah. the rose colored glasses.
0: Or blinded by the veil of misperception.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, seeing yourself as whole. You know, that's I think that's hard for a lot of people. You know, it's too easy to pick apart the things that need to be fixed. Right.
0: or accepting your brokenness as perfection yeah it's like the stained glass never looked at itself and said well i'm not one pane of glass
1: Mm -hmm. you want to hear the meditation i did for this one yeah um i don't i mean i wrote this one i it to me it seems too simple for someone else not to have done this before (laughs) so more than likely i just thought of it but 50 million other people have done this one but Anyway, I think this one is one that I like for the crown chakra. Just sitting in a comfortable position, especially really elongating your spine, allowing your breath to be full and easy and picturing in your mind a bright light right above your head. So the light can be white, the light can be violet, whatever suits you best that day. And in the center of the light, picturing a lotus flower. And as you inhale, picturing the lotus flower closing. And as you exhale, picturing the lotus flower opening. So having it open and close with your breath. And then notice as the lotus closes up less with each inhale and notice how it begins to open up wider with each exhale, because our breath starts to slow. And so you're not closing it quite as tight, but just continuing to watch that flower and the light in your mind for three to five minutes.
0: I love that. One that I've done with students has been something very similar, but doing like a time-lapse. Mm -hmm. So like, you know how you can see the beauty of a time lapse watching a bud like unfurl and open, Mm -hmm. but like doing that slowly in your brain, like sitting in meditation and like you say, looking at the lotus, but like literally watching one petal open then another petal and then watching all of the petals open. And Mm -hmm. if you visualize that you're thinking about that consciously for a thousand petals, like you probably won't sit there for a thousand (laughs) seconds, but you could, I mean, I'm sure it would be a very... A lovely meditation but like literally watching each petal unfurl and time lapse open that beautiful lotus
1: wow I like that I'll have to try that one yeah. um, do you have any quotes for us
0: I will repeat the one that I had used earlier which was her if I leave them they can't leave me that self-preservation which is a tough place to be stuck in our, you know, seventh crown chakra. Instead, really being able to trust that it is absolutely meant to be. And it is unfurling or opening exactly as it was meant.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. I have one by, and I cannot pronounce the name, Lao Tzu's. Knowing others is wisdom. Knowing yourself is enlightenment.
0: I like that. If you haven't read the book, As a Man Thinketh, mm-hmm. I recommend that book. That is an amazing book for the crown chakra for intention setting, which I know is one of the topics we're going to be talking about soon. So,
1: well, you know what? I am just jumping my little happy ass over onto Amazon and (laughs) (laughs) as a man thinketh right now. (laughs) Book
0: junkie. (laughs) I know. All right. Okay. So, I think we should toss in just a posture or two to be on top of your head. Headstands amazing for the crown chakra. It also helps you to flip-flop your, you know, just vision of the universe by literally flipping it upside down and looking at it from a different vantage point. But any inversion if Headstand is not in your practice yet. Then any sort of an inversion works because you're bringing that same sort of flip-flop to your vantage point, which is really great for the third chakra to look at things through another person's eyes.
1: Yeah, like downward facing dog, rabbit is great. Also, I like using that same lotus, but using the lotus mudra above your head in tree pose.
0: Lotus mudra. Mm -hmm. I love that. Absolutely. Any sort of a meditation with lotus mudra is also really great for the crown chakra.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Setting intentions. I agree. Positive affirmations.
1: Mm-hmm. And the silent meditations, that yeah. is so powerful for the chakra. That's when I first started meditating. That's what I did. And I go back to that a lot. I do a lot of Affirmation meditations and breath meditations, but just silent meditations are hard sometimes to be silent with yourself, but they're so freaking powerful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Listening, mm-hmm. listening to your own inner truth.
1: Yeah. And some days they end up being refocusing meditations and that's okay too.
0: Sometimes it's purely being witness to yourself, mm-hmm. which is sometimes really tricky. Yeah. I love that. So if anybody has anything they want to share with us, remember, reach out, let us know your thoughts. We would love to hear what you have to say. Anything you want to add or share about the seventh chakra.
1: That would be perfect. So prepare yourself for a profound awakening. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I am Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned,
0: laughed, and enjoyed this podcast, and we hope you will share your comments or questions.
1: Email us at two pittas on a pod at gmail.com. And like us on
0: Facebook and Instagram at two pittas on a pod.